Hey everybody, it's your local psychologist here, Psych Chrissy. Welcome to the Well AF podcast where all of your health and wellness is delivered in a no BS manner. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. Hello everybody. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> have you missed me? Um, I have not been around for a couple of weeks. I don't know whether anybody did miss me or not. <laughs> I guess we'll find out tonight on the live broadcast. Um, if you're here watching Site Chrissy tonight live, um, give me a wave, say hi. Um, I love to see um, you guys when you're joining me live to check out all of my um, awesome content. And I suppose um, the last couple of weeks I've actually been at the Christmas events for the Wellness Centre. So um, I've been enjoying my catch-up time with all of my favourite uh, clients that come and visit the Wellness Centre. So if you've been wondering, where the heck is Site Chrissy? <laughs> She's been socialising the last two Tuesday nights. So, But tonight I'm back and I'm bigger than ever and I'm here to deliver probably one of my most successful series of all time. Take it as it is, I don't know, but everybody loves um, How Not to Lose Your Shit at Auntie Susan, and I do it every Christmas. Um, I present on popular topics um, and themes that tend to unravel people at Christmas time. Um, my private practice runs hot. Normally, my forensic group work runs hot um, at this type of at this time of year, with all of the perils and the dynamics that come with. Christmas. <laughs> so um, I tend to obviously present on subject um, subjects and I and, and things that come up commonly for people at this time of year. So sorry guys, I'm just madly as usual trying to bring up my comments so that I can see you guys. Um, let me just bring that up. I don't know why I don't think of this before I start the live. I realise that Facebook doesn't show me my comments when I, when I go live and I don't realise that um, before. So let me just bring up my live broadcast so I can see who's saying hi and what's going on. Um, and even if you have any questions, guys, I know it can be a little bit, ooh, don't want to ask my questions in an open forum, but bloody fire away. You've got a, a, psycho a, a nutty psychologist going live um, every Tuesday night. So why not, uh, not every, but every every second these days, um, Tuesday night. So why not make the most of it from the comfort of your armchair? <laughs> so what am I going to talk about tonight? I am going to talk about self-comparisons and why self-comparisons are a killer at Christmas time. Um, I'm going to talk about what they are. I'm going to talk about what they look like in particular um, and what you can actually do about them because I do find that getting, I find a lot of um, clients and just people in general unfortunately get into the habit of comparing themselves to others in lots of different ways at Christmas time. And I can tell you now, it does actually create a lot of turmoil for people. Um, psychologically, emotionally, people get all torn up when they start to engage in habits of self-comparison. 
So how do we do it? So there's a few ways that we do this at Christmas time that I find to be particularly problematic. Um, one of the, the, the most common ways that I see it done when I'm chatting away with my clients is that they will make comparisons around time and effort. So um, what happens is they will go, well, um, Arnie Susan, because that's my my favourite sort of. Not that it, not that that relates to me personally, by the way. Sometimes I have family members going, "Oh my God, you're picking on Arnie Susan." I'm not really. I'm just using it as a, I don't know, a common name that that everyone's got an Arnie Susan, don't they? Um, you know, when Arnie Susan potentially, you know. Um, rocks up to the Christmas party. Now, th- this is common. So you'll go and you'll spend hours, you know, baking the best fruit cake, making all the muffins, um, you know, hours roasting meat, painstakingly picking all the amazing gifts, putting a lot of time and effort into that process. You go to the Christmas party and Auntie Susan rocks up with a pack of, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that would be a little bit, a pack of Cadbury favourites and throws them on the table and she goes, well, there's my contribution to Christmas, guys. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're thinking, wow, you know, I've put a lot of time and effort into preparing, you know, what my offering for the Christmas event or the Christmas party or the family or whatever it is for Auntie Susan to rock up with what appears like no effort, time or thought at all. (laughs) And as you can imagine, that's a very, very frustrating situation and one that can create (laughs) a lot of angst, a lot of frustration, a lot of ire, a lot of commitments to, I'm not bloody doing this next year, I've had enough, I'm doing my own thing at Christmas time, Auntie Susan can go and get stuffed. (laughs) All of that anger and resentment really builds, you know. Um, other other ways that we see this is by gift giving, um, you know, particularly again, and it's a time and effort scenario, it's a thoughtful process for a lot of people. Um, and when you receive a gift that appears like someone else has not put the same level of thoughtfulness and meaning into the gift, straight away you're back can kind of um, uh, get up on that. You know, it's like, you know, and it, the, the problem is, the problem is is in the relationship. What we equate that effort, that time, that meaning, that thoughtfulness, um, what we equate it to, and often, unfortunately, what we when we start to do our comparisons in that regard, um, what we <laughs> David, should we sit Auntie Susan in the corner and give her a plate of Savoy's? <laughs> Maybe we could, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stay neutral on this one. <laughs> um, but we often equate those experiences to our value as a person, and as our value. Uh, uh, to that other person, you know, when we're sitting there watching the Cadbury favourites drop onto the table and we're looking at our beautifully marinated roast meat and our perfectly constructed muffins and our 
57-hour baked bloody fruit cake, <laughs> we can go, wow, you don't really give a shit, Auntie Susan, about Christmas and the effort and the time and everything that people have put in. And in fact, Auntie Susan, you don't give a shit about me as a person, it, it appears, or my family or my efforts or, you know. But the problem is, and we've got to really take perspective on this. Um, the problem is Arnie Susan probably hasn't even thought of any of that. She's not you. She doesn't know all the time and the effort that you've put into carefully, you know, glazing the ham or all the hours that you spent looking through the window of the oven, making sure the fruitcake doesn't burn. <laughs> she just doesn't think of things like that. And potentially she definitely doesn't, uh, I suppose, quite equate her time, her effort and her meaningfulness and her thoughtfulness of bringing a packet of Cadbury roses to the Christmas event to how she feels about you and your relationship as a person. But we get very caught up in that. And I think the strategy on this is to not look at the efforts that people are, pl are placing and matching that up to how they feel about us and how they feel about the relationship, you know. It could just be a difference in the way that you value what is a, I suppose, a meaningful contribution at Christmas time. They just might not have the same level of value in Christmas, in those shared experiences. Um, you know, it just, it could mean that what they value is different. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, they devalue your relationship with them, with them in any shape or form or they don't value you as a human or they don't, you know, it doesn't mean some of those things. So, you know, I would really encourage you that if you're going to um, engage in, in activities that you believe demonstrates um, value and, and meaningfulness and thoughtfulness, that you don't place those expectations on others and expect those in return. Okay, so if you're getting ready for Christmas, guys, you're getting ready with no expectations, all right? Your time and effort and your level of thoughtfulness and meaning um, should be done just based on that, just based on the fact that that's what you enjoy doing, that's your value offering to the occasion, that's your value offering to the individuals or the family members, but you do it without expectation because the minute you expect something from others in return, it's a bloody slippery slope, guys, because <laughs> we often, our expectations are not met and then we get angry and resentful and it's not fair and then it ruins the joy of Christmas because we were expecting something in return of equal measure and we've been bitterly disappointed. So if you are cooking fruitcakes for 37 hours, you are glazing hams, you're spending, you know, all of this time rummaging through the, the, the shopping centres, beating people up for sale items, and then you expect that in return. I think you're preparing yourself for disappointment, guys. So, or, or tone it down, you know. If you don't, you know, if you suspect that you're, you do have those expectations, then you've got to adjust what you're doing for others accordingly um, or do it without expectation. So that's one area that I find people get really torn up in. The next one, unfortunately, I think 
Um, look back in the day, and this is this is self comparisons in terms of experiences. So social media has brought a whole new meaning to what we should and shouldn't be doing at Christmas time, or what Christmas should and shouldn't look like, because we see all of these beautiful Instagram photos of bloody Insta perfect Christmas tables and families arm in arm looking all perfect, and you know, and really what happens is that at Christmas time, you know, when we have real lived experiences, our ham doesn't look like that on the beautiful table. Our families are not arm in arm. You know, it's potentially a good day if we're not scratching each other's eyeballs out. I don't know what your reality of Christmas is, but it's often not consistent with what we see on social media. Back in the day, we used to watch the Christmas joy movies and we would get a little bit sad about that because we would watch these things and go, geez, you know, my family's often not like that at Christmas time or why can't I have the, you know, the beautiful Christmas gathering and everybody coming together and, you know, Santa saving the day, you know, whatever it is, it's just not reality. So unfortunately, we get these images and these um, portrayals of the perfect Christmas and it can potentially do a few things. So one of the things it it does is it um, it makes us, I suppose, um, feel that we're not, um, what is it? It's it's almost like we feel a level of social isolation because um, if our lifestyle or our families or our Christmas experience is not measuring up to what we see on social media or on TV or what we even hear by word of mouth, like when we're listening to our, our friends and our family share these glowing experiences, um, we start to feel like, you know, potentially, you know, there's something wrong with our lives if we're not experiencing Christmas in that way, um, you know, so we start to feel lonely. Um, we start to feel not insignificant. Well, we can feel insignificant. We can feel um, unfulfilled, you know, when our Christmas is not potentially measuring up to the ways that is being portrayed. And my thing of that, and I had this actually, I had this conversation in private practice the other day. I, you know, I had clients sort of, um, their, their conventional Christmas had changed. And this often happens with relationship breakups, with family separations. Um, you know, what they knew Christmas as is not available in that format anymore for a whole range of reasons. And they obviously go through, you know, a mourning process or, a you know, even grief, you know, even the loss of not just a relationship, but as loss of people means that our experiences at significant events changes, you know, and we can obviously have a range of adverse reactions to um, the way that we know Christmas actually evolving and, and changing into something else. So that's very, very common. And my coping strategy around this, guys, is about making sure that your Christmas is meaningful in your way and that you're actually touching base with, you know, what it is that makes your Christmas important to you and not necessarily what's being portrayed or conveyed on social media, but also that you're finding a grounding, you know, if your Christmas has changed or if it's evolved because of family structures or grief and loss or whatever it might be, that you are searching for the meaning being driven by, well, what's important to 
you? And how do you create a sense of, of meaningfulness and importance or recreate that for yourself if circumstances have changed? You know, so often in private practice, I'm, I'm helping clients really work out, well, what makes Christmas important to them and how do we rebuild that experience that is aligned with their own values and their own purpose? You know, so for one, you know, it's important not to compare yourself to the idyllic experience of Christmas that we often see on social media and, you know, um, and on TV and all of that sort of thing. But the other thing is, if your Christmas has changed due to circumstances that you wade through the, uh, I suppose, the confusion of how to make that meaningful and you go, well, what's important to me? at Christmas time and how do I recreate this for myself, for my family, with the people that I actually want to spend Christmas with. And no, it's not going to be the same as what it was before, but it doesn't have to be for you to be um, grateful and appreciative of what you do have, which very, very um, importantly leads me into my next point. Now, um, when we get into the art of comparison, often we can get into the habit of, um, I suppose, uh, looking for things that we don't have or focusing on the shortcomings, you know, because often when we're comparing our experience to others or from what we're seeing or for our time and efforts or, you know, whatever might be the case in in which we're um, dealing in self-comparison, we get focused on the what we don't have or what hasn't been given to us or what hasn't been delivered or what hasn't met our expectations. And what I really challenge you to do, if you want to live a much more fulfilling experience at Christmas and you want to be, I suppose, stable in the way that you're seeing things is you have to focus on the things that you do have. All right. You have to, and I know expressing gratitude's a bit of a dicky thing. Like it's kind of, oh, just be grateful and all of that sort of stuff. And I get it. Like that's, that can be helpful, but it's removing your focus from the, um, what you don't have to refocusing your attention on what you do have and what you are grateful for and what you can appreciate. And, you know, and taking that perspective, I think is really important because it, it prevents us from getting bogged down in the small things. Does it really matter that Aunty Susan hasn't bought a glazed ham to lunch? when kids in Ethiopia are starving. You know, <laughs> we can t- we can take that level of perspective or you know, does it really matter that you didn't get that brand of um Fitbit that you're after? You know, when there are some people out there that don't receive Christmas presents at all. And in fact, you know, there's potentially people out there that don't have people to spend time with or they don't have Christmas celebrations. So taking that level of perspective can be really, really important, guys, to making sure that you ground yourself and you go, hang on a minute, I'm getting caught up in all of the, in in the small things and I'm really not taking stock of what I should be grateful for or what I do have, you know, and uh, and even having a heartbeat and breathing and having some water to drink can be a good comparison point if you really want to, you know, get into the nuts and bolts of, um, you know, if, if your Christmas is, is, you know, really something that is not, you know, what you expected, you know, the fact that potentially you've got a roof over your head and you, you know, um, you might be able to afford a Christmas lunch is better than some people. So, There we go, guys. There is self-comparisons and, you know, obviously it's a bad habit to get into and I see it tip people right over at Christmas time and the challenge is 
not to get caught up in the habit of doing that and practicing, you know, giving without expectation, um, making Christmas meaningful for you and touching base with what's important to you as opposed to comparing to that experience that other people are having and practicing focus and attention on what you do have as opposed to what you don't have to create a more meaningful experience for yourself. So there's the first installment of how not to lose your shit at Arnie Susan. And in the next fortnight, I'm actually going to be delivering some more content, guys, on on coping strategies at Christmas, challenging dynamics that we all seem to face. And and in the next episode, I'm going to focus on relationships, okay? Because we all know that that gets challenging at Christmas time when we start to catch up with family members that we may not necessarily like, you know, that we have to tolerate for the two or three hours. So um, my next uh, information or my next content is going to my next information. My next broadcast is going to focus on relationships and how to navigate the pitfalls at Christmas time. So there we go, guys. I hope you loved it. Share it. You know there's people out there that need it. And I'll catch you guys in a fortnight. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Well AF podcast. If you love listening to Psych Chrissy, please share and subscribe to my podcast. Or catch all the action on the Infinity Wellness page on Facebook at Infinity Wellness Centre.